0: It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. Tip top of the morning, everybody. Happy Leap Day, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday morning ticket for February the 29th, where today we're going to do something just slightly different. We're going to use this show to celebrate two of the best and maybe unsung coaching performances of the entire winter on the basketball front. We're going to be talking to Danielle Baker, the Canton Lady Tigers head basketball coach, whose team last night won its first district title in over a decade up at La Plata. An interesting game and an interesting road forward for the Lady Tigers, but man are they loaded with talent and a team that seems to be peaking at the exact right time. Looking forward to breaking it all down with Danielle in just a bit. We're also going to talk to Hannibal Girls basketball coach Evan Servine, whose team has won its first conference championship in 28 years and if you've not been paying attention the Hannibal Lady Pirates are a rising rising entity as they enter district play this week coming up at Mexico they've got a difficult bracket to extricate them to extricate themselves from but they are in fact the two seed which should make that an awful lot of fun for them when they get started coming up on Tuesday all right that's a look forward let's take a look back to last night regional championship night one of my very favorite nights on the entire calendar and it was sort of surprising in the blowouts that we had last night on TAPIC, as, as the best teams in our area really kind of asserted themselves in ways that maybe we didn't see coming. We'll start you off in Class 1A, the Triopia Regional Championship game last night at Triopia saw the host team pounded by Payson Seymour. The final score not indicative of this game, 67-52 was the final But it was a 42 18 game at the half. That's how good Payson was. As Cole Schwartz had a half like nothing you've probably seen this season. He ended up with 27 points and 8 rebounds, but every shot he shot, including an amazing buzzer beater just before the end of the first quarter, seemed to be dropping through the nylon last night. He was in a different zone last night. Again, he finished with 27 and 8. Lucas Luce, a triple-double, 16 points, 15 assists. I'll say that again. Kid dropped 15 dimes last night in a high school game, and he had 10 rebounds. Hayden Hildebrand added 11 points as Payson Seymour moves on to the Dupo sectional. They'll play on Tuesday where they will take on the team that eliminated them last year, Madison. Really interesting Madison team that lost to West Central at West Central this season, but also beat Quincy High. So that has a lot of interesting implications. Again, Brian Ray's team seems to be playing like world beaters right now. We'll see how that all shakes down. Speaking of the Dupo sectional at Franklin last night, West Central had no trouble dispatching with a route team that they've played a number of times this season. A route team that gave them some trouble way back at the Waverly tournament over Christmas break but West Central winning last night 54-30 to 30. it was the other guys really standing up not the big three last night it was Ryan Moore with 18 points and a phenomenal dunk we'll show you tonight on overtime we didn't get our highlights back in time because we were a little short staff last night so we planned to have them for you today. If you want to see highlights of West Central's big win over route you can see them tonight at ten thirty. Brad Little also added 13 points in the win West Central also headed to Dupo for sectional play they'll play on Wednesday against the Calhoun team they've beaten a couple of times this season so we do have the chance coming up a week from yesterday next Friday as it were to see another West Central Payson Seymour game this one would be for all the marbles and a chance to go off to the super sectional other side of that one a bracket, Mount Sterling Regional last night. What a job Liberty did on defense. The Southeastern winning fifty to seventeen again, fifty to seventeen. Greg Alt makes going to the two three zone last night. His team held Southeastern to just five points in the second half. Remember, this is a team with freshman Danny Stevens who scored 37 points earlier this season. What an effort by the Liberty Eagles last night. Logan Robbins, monster night last night, had 14 points. A dunk I missed because I was in transit between Rushville and uh, Mount Sterling when he threw it down. But he had a huge night last night. Liberty advances to the Lewistown sectional. Another big game for them and maybe the most interesting sectional semifinal on the docket in 1A is Liberty, who is as hot as anybody in the state right now, takes on a Peoria Quest team that is very highly regarded. Again, that will be Tuesday at 7 o'clock in Lewistown. Class 2A, we are done in our area, which is kind of unfortunate from a logistical standpoint because we had a sectional in Beardstown. When are we ever that lucky to have a a sectional that close in Class 2A? Unfortunately, we'll have no teams there. Porta eliminates Macomb, the last of the standing teams last night, 59-40, to storing that game a 15-0 run right out of the gate for Porta. Macomb never recovered. Their fine season comes to an end. One regular season game on the boys' side to tell you about last night. Quincy High School's losing streak reaches four last night as they drop to Rock Island at the Rock Garden, 57-48. Dante Kreider had 23 points. Story in that game, Quincy High School got off to kind of a lousy start, played really well in the second and third quarters to get themselves back into it, to have a chance in the fourth quarter. The shots Andy Douglas's team needed just wouldn't fall, so the Blue Devils lose last night. They will finish the regular season at 16-13. and 13. They will play on Tuesday at Edwardsville against the two seed. No, I think Edwardsville's the three seed, excuse me, in the bracket. Quincy High School does have a win earlier this season over Edwardsville that took place down at Collinsville but obviously that's going to be a very tall order especially with no Jeremiah Tolton in the mix so we'll see what the Blue Devils can do obviously they've reached a bit of a crossroads moment but again new season starting on Tuesday for them so we'll see how they fare one girls basketball game as I mentioned and we will talk to Daniel Caldwell in just a bit excuse me Daniel Caldwell Baker I'm old school Uh, in just a bit Canton a winner over Marion County last night 64-43 Lauren Frazier the outstanding star of that team had 20 points last night, but she was very well supported. Tegan Burbridge stepped up huge last night with 19 points. Also, Naraya Clay, the outstanding freshman point guard. She had 14 as the Lady Tigers end that 10-year drought between district titles. Canton will play either Green City or Meadville in the sectional that is to be determined today because that is a Saturday afternoon district. There are many of those, including a couple of big ones today locally for us. Obviously, at Palmyra, on the girls' side, we get Palmyra-Macon yet again. That starts at 1 o'clock today in District 3. Uh, excuse me, in, in Class 3, District 13, 1 o'clock for the girls. Palmyra-Macon should be a phenomenal showdown. And then we get round four of Palmyra-Monroe City at 2.30. You're going to want to see that. Also playing today, the Scotland County girls try to stay alive in Class 2, District 6, as they take on a really good Salisbury team at 2 o'clock. And then we've also got Clopton activities happening today. Clopton-Paris on the girls' side, I believe that's a 4 o'clock start. And at 6 o'clock, we've got the boys' game up there from that bracket as well. Uh, so we will keep you upright. A- of all of it as Clopton and Van Far play for a championship tonight as well. So still plenty of district action out there. Some diamond action yesterday played under domes. It was uh, Culver Stockton sweeping a pair from Hannibal Agrange. Believe this game was played in Peoria. Culver Stockton wins ten to two in the first and thirteen to five in the second. Mackenzie Hall. Outstanding pitcher out of West Hancock won one of those games. Bemidji State also in dome action yesterday. I believe this one was at the Louisville Slugger Dome in Peoria. Bemidji State takes two from Quincy University, three to two, and seven to one. And in men's college volleyball last night, the Ohio State Buckeyes were in town, and they kind of put a whipping on Quincy University, winning in three straight games. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk Canton Lady Tiger basketball with Danielle Baker. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. She was a heck of a high school basketball player in her own right, and in her second basketball act, Danielle Baker is proving to be a heck of a coach for the Canton Lady Tigers. Last night, first district championship in 10 years for that program, and I know closest to your heart, this was something that you wanted to do when you took the job to restore this. What was the sort of vibe in the locker room afterwards last night, Danielle, about what you guys were able to accomplish and just how far you've come to get there?
1: Uh, yeah, I think the vibe in the locker room last night was uh it was everybody was really happy, but I think everybody was relieved too, because going in as the one of you know a lot, and everybody wanted it so bad, and last year we lost this game, so I think after we got in, they were all so happy, and um we were just really. They were just relieved, I think, that we finally did it <laughs> 10 years later.
0: Yeah, We had talked earlier this week with, with a bunch mm. of us around the station that Marion County was a team that, despite the record, had been playing really well. I saw them against Paris, super scrappy. You got off to the great start last night, and they made a run. How proud are you of mm. the girls just to counterpunch that? Because that could that spot could have very easily went the other way on you, and as you touched on, it kind of did last year. Just how proud are you of the resilience your team showed last night?
1: Oh, um, I'm very proud of them because honestly, if we would have played that game um, in December, January, I don't think we would have been able to overcome that. But that's something that we've been working on. That's something we've had so many talks about, and so and they were able to overcome it as a team, just like mentally and physically. You know, they kind of took those punches and they punched right back. So. Yeah, I couldn't be more proud of
0: them. One of the fun things, because you talked about where you started. I mean, you come into the season, you're playing a freshman point guard, which, which is mm-hmm. never easy for a coach, and she has turned out to be a phenomenal player for you. But you kind of knew you had a growth curve. When you look around and you have a Lauren Frazier on your team, who's not just a phenomenal basketball player, but maybe one of the smartest, most mature kids you're ever going to run into, how much value in it do you put as having somebody like that as kind of a tent pole to hold it up while the younger players kind of figure it out?
1: Um, yeah, so Lauren's like fearless, and um, like she loves the challenge she loves i mean she just like she's not scared of anything, she's gonna go right at it, and for her to set the tone and set an example like that and never be scared, I mean, then everybody underneath her is just not scared, so I mean, so Naraya has. I mean, Naraya has such a good role model to look at because Lauren's like, we're going at this and you're coming with me. (laughs) So (laughs) she just kind of sets the tone, puts it on her back, and then here we go.
0: You got a lot of contributions last night. And I know Lauren is going to be a marked player every time you go out because she does have the ability to pour in a lot of points. To get an effort last night like you got out of Teagan, and she has been such an integral part of a lot of successful Canton teams, but she was good last night. Naraya had 14, I think, off the top of my head. You Mm -hmm. had some players who really kind of held up the rest of the rope last night, and you're going to need that moving forward because the rest of your bracket is not easy.
1: Mm -mm. Yeah. Lauren got, I mean, Lauren ended up with 20, um, but they, like, half of them came in the fourth quarter. So we had a lot of other people step up. Um, Naraya had two big threes. Kinsey Gilfwell had a big three. And then Keegan was just killing the rebounds for a little bit, um, early. And she also ended up with, like, 18, I think. So, yeah, it was a total group effort. And, Like, when we played Green City and beat them in the La Plata tournament, it was the same thing, just everybody stepped up. Because, you know, Lauren does have a huge target on her back, but with everybody on the team, opposing team worrying about Lauren, if other people step up, you know, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for them.
0: I've spent a lot of time this week at the, at at Palmyra for class three district 13. And a lot of those folks over there were talking about, Hey, the value of Canton, how far you guys have come, but most importantly, the fact that you have played all these bigger class teams. And now that Mm -hmm. when you drop down to class one, when you run into a challenge, like if hopefully you get there, uh, you know, a community R six, number one team in the state. And as good as they've been, Mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to shrink from that challenge because you've been punched in the mouth a number of times. Do you see that value, Danielle? And like, taking a little bit of lumps early on from some really good teams and now playing your best basketball right now
1: um yeah we talk about it you know the start of the year we're probably never gonna go undefeated
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> and that's no okay because and that's okay because you know we have like any success we have in the postseason we have the teams around here to think like Tamara, uh clark county Highland, Monroe City. We can. I mean, they're so well coached and they're so good year after year that they just they just take it to us. And so that's the best practice we can get because we only have eleven kids. So you know we don't we don't do a lot of five on five at practice. So every game is just we got to get better every single game because um, we have to use those as practice until we get to the postseason. So we always say that the second half of our season starts after the Palmar tournament because after the Palmar tournament. We start to play smaller schools. Until then, we don't get to play a school our size <laughs> until we get to play the okay. tournament, which is totally fine. And if you do pick up some wins, you know, it's it's awesome. And um, which we did pick up some wins this year. So that's when I started to realize how special this team was because we we did win games early, and we've been in so many games. I think we've had three overtime games. Unfortunately, we lost all three overtime games. But, you know, we've been in a lot of good situations in a lot of tough situations
0: i want to ask yeah i I didn't mean to interrupt you but i do want to ask you this um you know a, a lot of people don't take cognizant realization of the fact that you guys can't As a shared school, with all of the success you've had, have probably had as much success as anybody, you know, in totality with all the different sports. How much of that shared DNA, that success, like from softball moving forward this season where your girls and some of them who play on your team uh, ended up finishing second in the state, how much of that has contributed to this success, Danielle?
1: Um, I think a lot of it because it's just their mentality. Like, they want to win. They know what it takes to be in the postseason. They know how to be focused and, like, these situations aren't new to them. It's just a new sport. But last year when I went into the district championship game, they were so nervous. They couldn't even function. And then this year, they were just a little bit more mature, and they were just really calm, cool, collective, and just went in there and got it done.
0: From your standpoint, what is the biggest thing you need to do to go on that run from this point forward? Because obviously this is a nice leaping leaping off point and springboard from last night.
1: Yeah, so going forward, I hope, You know, we just need to stay calm, like I said, and then just worry about what we're doing, and we need to play really hard. Um, More than likely, we'll end up playing Green City, and we've already seen them. um, And they do have a phenomenal player that we're going to have to be worried about. But I think as long as we play the same basketball we've been playing in districts, and if we can keep that same winning mentality and just keep attacking the basket, then I think, you know, good things will come.
0: Well, hats off to you and your girls. You have done a phenomenal job this season, Coach Baker, and you should be very proud, not just of your girls, but what you guys have been able to bring back to Canton Lady Tiger basketball. Again, our hats are off to you.
1: Thank you. We really appreciate it.
0: And again, that is Danielle Baker, the head coach of the Canton Lady Tigers. And when we come back, we'll talk about one of the other great winter success stories, the Hannibal Lady Pirates, with their head coach, Evan Servine. WGAD. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. For the first time in 28 years, the Hannibal Lady Pirates have gotten themselves a share of a conference crown, which is an amazing testament to a wonderful group of Lady Pirates and their head coach, Evan Servine, who has done a fantastic job this season. And Evan, first of all, I want to start you with you with this. I mean, when you came into this program, I know you had high hopes and kind of saw the the ceiling of what you could be, but it had been such a long time since this program had gotten there. What was the biggest thing you needed to instill in these girls to kind of make that leap? You
2: know, I think uh, whenever I got to Hannibal, the biggest challenge that we faced was developing a culture of winning basketball games. And, you know, I think last year we definitely took a, a big step forward in, you know, showing the girls that we can actually win basketball games here in Hannibal. And, you know, this year I think we're reaping the benefits of, you know, slowly changing that culture in the right direction.
0: You have competitors, and I think they've always been competitors. They just didn't seem to have the path. And now what I'm really impressed with with your team is how well you've made it all fit together. I mean, you have pieces that really, in the puzzle, kind of work with each other, whereas when this started, it was like, you know, you, you would look for a big performance from one of the Falconer sisters, or, or maybe Emma Diane had a big game, or something like that. Now it seems like the connective tissue is so much better. Is that a fair assessment of who you are at this point
2: yeah and i think that just comes with the time you know over the course of a season we're learning how to play off of one another and you know our our scoring has been more spread out in these last two to three weeks and you know that makes us hard to defend so you know definitely pleased with how that's
0: developed you're you're heading off to Mexico for the start of districts this week, and obviously that's not the easiest district in the world. But you are the two seed; you've earned that. I have to imagine some of that, as well as this conference championship, has, has risen the confidence level. Where are your girls in terms of believing they can get this done, Evan?
2: You know, uh, we made it to a district title last year, and you know that was one of our goals this year was to, to get there and you know get the win while we're there. So uh, you know just setting those goals and working each and every day to those goals and you know the way we've been playing yeah that confidence is definitely at an all-time high for us this season
0: you would take on mexico likely in a in a championship game at the district and i know you've seen them uh what's it going to take for you to get over the top what's the biggest difference in the alchemy this year to try to beat a lady bulldog team like that
2: you know it it has to be all five of us playing defense for full possessions we can't have one or two people miss a step because Mexico is good enough to immediately expose that misstep. Uh, they're an incredibly well-coached team over there, so you know, just playing long possessions of defense, and whenever we do have the basketball, making sure we're making those right decisions. They like to be pretty varied uh, on defense. So we got to make sure we're reading it and seeing what's available.
0: I want to talk to you a little bit first about your personal trajectory because obviously standout basketball and football player at Bowling Green, uh, you had some really good coaches. How much, Evan, do you ever hear sort of the echoes of those guys when you're coaching now? And when did you kind of discover this would be your passion along your journey through sports?
2: You know, yeah, I've been kind of reflecting about the, the coaches I've had to – the pleasure of being around, you know, ever since I was in, you know, YMCA basketball and I was about five. I've been, you know, very blessed to be around people who are passionate about the game, who are passionate about working with their kids. And, you know, uh, just bouncing off of Coach Hole, all the things we remember of Steve Bay and, you know, how he's you know, still stuck with both of us and, you know, our successes is, you know, it's it's, it's cool to see it work. You know, um, especially how early it is in my career, but you know, I definitely owe a lot to the coaches I've been around, uh, for a, a long time, for all of my life. So that's for sure.
0: Yeah, you certainly were lucky, and I think all of us who spent some time in the orbit of the late, great Steve Bay, uh, just a wonderful man and and a great and fantastic coach. For you, I mean, to see this success coming from the architecture of the fact that you, you took a program that hadn't been very successful, uh, and, and I know it's not about you, but to some degree that has to be very professionally validating to, to see this happening at this point so early in your career, and in a town that loves winners, have you kind of also noticed the vibe and the culture? In the atmosphere around Lady Pirate basketball kind of changing? Because those of us who kind of observe it from the outside have certainly seen larger, more excitable crowds around your girls.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, that was definitely what came to mind. Our, our gym has been, you know, packed these last couple games we've had, and that's, that's a great feeling. Um, you know, and yeah, being early in my career, I know I have so much more to learn, but like you said, yeah, getting these wins, you know, it makes me – have an idea that I guess I'm doing something right so yeah that's always gratifying
0: yeah you certainly have been doing something right this season I want to talk a little bit about some of your girls and and obviously I think a lot of it starts with the Falconer sisters because they have kind of been front and center even before this kind of happened you know Kaylee does such a fantastic job kind of running the show and and Bella has kind of been this force since she came on Um, those two girls really in a lot of ways game wise kind of set a tone for you because they are you know whether it's you know whether it's basketball or soccer they're very aggressive And they're pretty fearless as players.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, having those two as leaders for us definitely helps. Especially Kaylee, uh, you know, like you said, she does run the show. If she's playing well, then the rest of us are playing well. And if you know issues are happening, uh, she can get us on the right track and get pull us through it. Uh, So she has been a, a great senior leader for us. And you know, yeah, the way Bella plays and how aggressive she is getting after the basketball, you know, she gets. I think. Eight rebounds a game, and more times than not, it's an offensive rebound just going up for two points. So that yeah, aggressive is, you know, a great way to uh, explain both those two, that's for sure.
0: You've seen a big rise from Emma Diane, and obviously she's a, she's a young lady who can shoot. You've got a couple of other girls who can shoot it from the outside, and that kind of opens everything out. And you, you touched on sort of with Kaylee. She's smart enough and perceptive enough to know where the ball needs to go. When it's flowing, it's kind of a fun offense to watch just because there's sort of a balanced beauty to it.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, and again, like I said earlier, our scoring has been very balanced. Um, and again, makes it very hard to guard. And it starts with our point guard making the right decision and getting us in the right play. So, uh, and seeing that develop over the course of the season, you know, and, that's, and it, that's why we're being successful right now because we're learning the system, we're learning how to play with one another, and that's leading to that spread scoring that is generating some wins.
0: Is there a bit of flashpoint, Evan, this season where you your girls kind of all put it together where you realized, hey, this was possible? Was there a game or a turning point that kind of, to these girls, made it reinforced that all of these things that you're trying to tell them about who they are and who they could be was actually a reality?
2: You know, I think being successful in our conference games okay. you know, late here in the season was really a good turning point for us. I think last year we finished fourth in conference. And I'm not sure how we fared in the years before that, but I don't think it would have been much better. And, you know, finally having success against teams that used to beat us, I think, by 15 or 20 was, you know, a big confidence boost and, you know, swinging momentum in our favor.
0: Keys for you down the stretch here going into the district this week, and obviously you know the grind because you've been there. It's you know, you play once, you play a couple of days later, and you know, everything from here there's there's a target on your back now as the two seed because people are going to be after you and you're not the Hannibal team that you used to be. What's the key for you guys to kind of take this momentum that you have, and it's certainly tangible momentum, and spin it into what these girls want it to be, which is ultimately, you know, a couple of trophy hoists, or as many trophy hoists as they can get with each step of the way here in the Missouri playoff system.
2: Right. You know, I think it's uh, focusing on what we can control in each basketball game. You know, it's our effort, our intensity, our decision-making, not worrying about, you know, maybe what refs are doing or maybe what the other team might be chirping at us. You know, it's controlling what we can handle on each uh, possession of a basketball game.
0: I would be remiss if I didn't tell you, sir, what a fantastic job from the outside looking in. I think that you have done, your staff has done, and your girls have done this season. So I I just wanted to tip my cap to you as well and say congratulations, Evan, on a fantastic season. And best of luck and more continued success, obviously, starting this week the rest of the way.
2: All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: All right, and that was Evan Servine, everybody, the head coach of the Hannibal Lady Pirates. They will jump into district play as the two-seed against a to-be-determined opponent coming up on Tuesday. There's a play-in game to get to play them coming up on Monday. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket. Again, as I mentioned, huge overtime on tap on television side tonight at 10.30 at KHQA CBS as we've got district championship games from Palmyra, Clopton from the Queen City tonight. We have highlights and a feature for from not only West Central and their big win last night, but we're going to take a look at the Liberty Eagles and all the success that Greg Altmix's team has had down the stretch as we set the table for sectional week in Illinois. And it's going to be crazy this week. I'm already looking at Tuesday. This is our Super Tuesday in sports because we don't have enough delegates to get to every game, but we're going to try our very hardest. I need some super delegates with some super cameras to make that happen. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll be right back here next week to wrap it all up for you right here on the Sleep Tight Side. Saturday Morning Ticket. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.